Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Attitude Era Wrestling Review Podcast, where we find out that everything old is new again because it's on the Peacock and you can go back and watch it because you probably don't remember half of this from 25 years ago. That's why you listen to us. Speaking of us, I am your armchair booker of the year, Drew, and that over there, well, over there. 40 miles down the road is my tag team partner, the man with the plan, Arnold. Arnold, what is up? Just enjoying this beautiful sunny day as it gleams into my eyes. Did you have fun with Isaac Yankin this morning? I did. I did. Um, his teeth left a lot to be desired for me. Or did you go but, to, uh, or did you go to Dr. Britt Baker? Well, I mean, I would have much rather went to Dr. Baker, but you know, Dr. Yankum, he, he, he is a, uh, indeed a dentist. Uh, that's yeah. exactly what a certificate said. It said, yep, I'm totally a dentist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fine print went, no, <laughs> flip it over and goes gimmick void in 50 States. <laughs> ah, but Everything old is new again. Speaking of old, this is from October 14th, 1996, WWF Raw. And, man, they got me hooked from the very first thing they showed on screen. The package that we're getting Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels in the main event. Oh, yeah. And I just happened to... Look over and what what's the first thing for the second hour? They go because we've established they go head to head in the second hour. First thing in hour two, I get Eric Bischoff with Macho Man, not in a horrible segment that we'll get to in a later review. I'm sorry, I I, I mean if you told me I'm getting Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels, I ain't watching Nitro tonight. Sorry, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, usually these shows are, you know, one's usually better, but, you know, they're somewhere, you know, both close in the, in the race. Yep. Spoiler alert. Not this week. No, no. One of them is miles and miles ahead of the other one. It's this one, but, um, can't do, I can't do sport. I like no spoilers because I'm just going to spoil myself. Speaking of spoiling ourselves, this first match, ooh, we get Vader with Corny versus Phineas I. Godwin, Pig, with Hillbilly Jim. And the one of the only problems I had with this is the if you got bad news, don't put it at the top of the show. Make it make, hide it somewhere in the middle where I don't exactly know it's coming because we have kevin kelly and jr who jr's going through menopause at this point and he kevin kelly tells us that this sunday vince is coming back to commentary for in your house buried alive don't don't, don't ruin things for me 
why it's been pleasant yeah i know hey we've only got about one less about a year left of vince on commentary thank god i can't wait and he'd been doing it for what 10 years at this point yeah <laughs> am i are we the only ones that don't like vince on commentary it, it's, so did somebody at some point in the 80s and early 90s like that uh, I, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, apparently, I don't think many people knew at this point. But apparently, he owned the company. They're going to find out Sunday. But um, I guess you can do what you want. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but, but this match was was pretty good. Pretty good. Over. Pretty real. Pretty good. I mean, you got Vader. He's Vader. Phineas, who was solid, not great, not terrible, was always solid. Even when he became a naked running idiot with a fanny pack. We'll get there. We'll we'll get there. (laughs) Now he's a hillbilly with Hillbilly Jim, Hall of Famer. And this was pretty good. Yeah. uh, Vader jumped Phineas to begin with because Vader's just ticked off at at the world right now. And then we spend most of the time on commentary. JR talking about his feud with Vince McMahon and I wrote JR versus McMahon the feud no one wants <laughs> uh, I mean yeah uh, but this match goes back and forth well not really Vader dominates the whole beginning part of it Finney's got like nothing no until here comes Psycho Sid Ooh. he comes down and Phineas, Phineas gets his, or Vader gets distracted. Phineas gets his comeback. Vader blocked the slop drop by grabbing the rope. Nice counter. Vader bomb, one, two, three. Vader wins. Sid did nothing but just stand there and somehow distracted Vader. Did you get that? I didn't understand that at all. Like, <clears throat> especially, I mean, you think we're talking like, Big dude versus big dude in this feud. Um, it's one thing if this is like your main event and you're just trying to get people hyped up, like, oh my God, like he's coming out and he's just gonna stand there and watch and see what happens. But I mean, this is this is your show opener. And you're definitely, I mean, you're obviously trying to push this feud between Vader and Sid. So let Sid go down to the ring, do what Sid does. Why not? Just awkwardly stand there, and Vader's just like, hey, what are you doing up there? (laughs) Yeah. I think if I'm doing this, I'm doing doing opposite. I'm doing Sid versus Phineas and having Vader coming down and either screwing him out of it or just getting him DQ'd. One of the two. But this way, with just him coming down and standing there doing the psycho stare, which he's very good at, I had a whole monologue ranting about, not ranting, but talking about Sid. And then I saw the exact same thing in an interview with JR. And I'm like, well, can't talk about that because people are going to accuse me of just stealing. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I texted you yesterday and I was, I was, I was ticked. I I have this whole bunch of notes written about, I was going to talk about Sid because we haven't, you know, talked about him a lot other than he's back, but nope, it's all gone. Thanks, JR. <laughs> you jerk. Yeah. 
I don't mean. Nah. I just thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> it was kind of cool for me because I'm like, well, that's what I wrote down. That's what I thought, and Jr. thinks the same thing, so it must be true. <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> yeah, but this was a good. This was a good match overall. I think I would have just rather had a not Sid come down and just have Vader squash him or some, or have Vader or Sid interfere. At least something just stand there. That was a little awkward to me. Right. But, I mean, it wasn't very long. It was probably six, seven-minute match, which is what it should have been. Shouldn't have been drawn out long. Um, good and solid. Got We're moving on to this Sunday. We're good to go with Vader versus Sid for the number one contender at Survivor Series, whatever that voice was. But um, as I said, this was good. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I gave her a good old B plus. Ooh. All right. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, yeah. I was like, I had no complaints about this match, really. Um as soon as I saw, yeah, Vader and Phineas, I was like, yeah, I already know where this is going. Um, my thing is, all right, so, I mean, you saw Vader come in, right? And you did you see Corny? Not at first. I think he kind of trailed out behind him, like maybe forgot to tie a shoe. I don't Yeah, it was like, I just realized that, like, I could have swore I saw, like, I saw Cornette walk out with him, and then I blinked, and he was gone yeah. until the end of the match. And it was kind of like, maybe he was like, oh, I forgot my racket or something. He <laughs> you know, just kind of vanished and drop um, a, maybe he yeah. had to, maybe he had to drop a mid-match. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of a terrible wrestler I could make a dookie joke with, but maybe he had to take a dump. Hey, possible. And then, yeah, he just popped up to celebrate. Now that I was like, okay, hey, oh, there oh, he is. Oh, I got it. Maybe he had to take a mid-match warrior. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but now nah, i mean i like this match though i mean it was like you said it was nice and short shouldn't have like shouldn't have gone any longer than what it did it was basically a we'll call it a eh, kind of a glorified squash not really an extended squash kind of a, a glorified one like finney has got some offense in after the distraction he got nothing in before that distraction yeah either way though like it was a squash but not your typical I'm going to walk out here, leave you a, in a heap of whatever you want to put in the middle of a ring. Um, anyway, I also gave this one to B plus. Oh, right there, right there, right mm-hmm. there. I mean, I'm ready for Sid and Vader coming up, so that'll be exciting. Um, and you were talking about Sid being back. Well, I need to let you know something here. That uh, Good old JR let us know that someone else is coming back next <gasps> week on Raw. Who could it be? None other than Kurt hitting himself, Mr. Perfect. Ooh, back yeah. in the ring. Mm. Wondering if uh, he's still perfect or if there's going to be some ring rust. Because, I mean, my man has been out of action for a while. About a year. Mm-hmm. About a year at this point. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, perfect as always, man. I mean, if anybody could sell ice to an Eskimo – it is Mr. Perfect. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not perfectly fine. I was like, I'm freaking awesome. Like, of course, I'm going to be ready to get back in the ring. Like, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yep. Uh, good promo. He's going to face good old Hunter Hurst Helmsley next week. More on him later. American Blue Blood. 
more on him here in a little bit. But yeah, it was a great promo. I liked this whole segment. The only problem I've had with this show so far is for some reason we're watching it 25 years later on the Peacock and five out of the first 15 minutes are commercials for things you can no longer purchase. Yep. So maybe <laughs> cut those out. No I mean, kidding. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to have an Undertaker denim shirt that's painted on the back like that. That would be awesome. But it's probably like $400 on eBay right now. Not $29.99 plus $19.99 shipping and handling. What's that WCW <laughs> number again? one 9900 <laughs> That is forever ingrained in my brain. It will be mine now, too. <laughs> Uh, but, but no, Mr. Perfect, I mean, it's Kurt Henning. He is the, I mean, if you want to make an argument, one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. Uh, the mm-hmm. Perfect Suplex is a beautiful finish pin combination. I always thought it was underrated. I mean, granted, it's just a suplex with a pin attached to it. But hey, he got it over. And sometimes simple's better. Sometimes just the simplest move can be the best finishing move. Oh, yeah. We will see that later. <laughs> More on that. <laughs> um, but this was nice. It's, I mean, they gave him a good long time to talk here. And, you know, oh, yeah. JR had to get his I'm turning heel menopause stuff in. But, you know, that we're not, thank God, we're not going to have to deal with that for very much longer. Um, so next Monday, perfect trips. Maybe he'll stop stealing his women, or maybe he gets all of his women. I don't know. Is there a, stipulate, a woman stipulation? We have a hoe in a cage <laughs> above the ring in this match, or hoe on a pole? I was going to say, if we're well, I guess they're not hoes yet. Yeah, valet on a pole match. Yeah, I guess valet, because we're, we're not in the godfather hoe territory yet. So, valet on a pole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But actually, um, this was long enough. I actually did grade this, and I gave Mr. Perfect an A. He can talk his face off. Oh, yeah. The dude's, I mean, he's perfect. What do you expect? Um, <clears throat> didn't grade it, but I was just like, yeah, it's awesome to hear Mr. Perfect do his thing, man. Always. And speaking of can talk their rear ends off. <sighs> Coming to the ring for his match with Jake the Snake Roberts, we get Jerry the King Lawler with a microphone who's insulting the crowd like you couldn't believe. Now, I couldn't hear a word of it because Kevin Kelly and Vince, or Kevin Kelly and JR, would not shut up. They talked through the entire bit. That and was, I was so annoying. Yes, I was. Oh. But we get Lawler in. A return match with Jake the Snake Lawler, or Jake Snake Lawler, Jake Snake Roberts, and Lawler comes out and accuses Jake, you know, of falling off the wagon. Blah blah blah. Well, here comes Jake, and he's stumbling. He's got a bottle of something. I don't think Jake's ready. I don't think Jake's fit to perform tonight. Mm-mm. He comes up to the ring. And he, he he stumbles through the ropes, and the ref's like, no, 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 we're not, we can't do this. And Jake's like, I go, I got this. This is just good. We're all good to go. And here comes Gorilla Monsoon. And he's like, no, we can't let this match go on. 
And Jake has his back to Lawler, who Lawler's just laughing and got the mic, and he's healing it up that he's drunk and he's blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> oh, the fast one, the Jake, the brain Roberts, apparently, right now, because he, he shows Monsoon, I'm faking it. I'm really good. And he's like, and Monsoon's like, all right, well, I guess we'll let the match go. And apparently, Lawler's like, well, they're going to let a drunk guy wrestle. <laughs> this ought to be fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they go ding, 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 ding. And we get. Lawler stumbles over DDT one, two, three, Jake wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this whole thing. Cause at first I thought, you know, oh crap, they're going to go back to the Jake's a drunk angle. Lawler got him poured some in his mouth at SummerSlam. So now it's, it's all over for Jake. He's down. He's going downhill, blah, blah, blah. but no, they swerved us and Jake, the snake is back. And not only did he beat Lawler, but he gets Lawler back, opens the bottle, pours it down his face, and then he throws the Damien on his back. Classic. This was just, I mean, as the segment before, I want to steal his word. This was perfect in every way. Performed, (laughs) thought out, booked, everything was just perfect oh yeah i was like i mean there's really nothing else that you could say about this like it's one of those this was perfect perfect it left me speechless (laughs) let's put it that way like sitting there you know he's sitting there talking to me he's like yeah man it's like i'm good i got this it's (laughs) i popped and i do like that they i do like that they put the commercials there before the the match started um because you know you lawless still has a microphone <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like you know what jake he's like, I'm, I'm gonna come to you <laughs> <laughs> and bam ddt and <laughs> I, I was like you know what i didn't realize how much i needed this yeah but i really needed this and i'm glad that i got it <laughs> that's one thing i don't like now though i mean not i'm not nitpicking this segment i'm at nitpicking modern is that the ddt has just become another move mm-hmm. just a just a transition move you know grabbing a guy and slamming his head straight into the mat that's a transition move right <laughs> that that's logical uh-huh. yeah but i mean you can kind of say the same thing about the bulldog when you think about it yeah i mean the, it was the same thing and then I've seen that as a finisher too. Yeah. That top rope bulldog that Rick Steiner does. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I, I, oddly enough, I actually enjoyed, uh, who was it? Spike Dudley. <laughs> he would do the Dudley dog. Yeah. I was like, his legs flailing here and then boom. And it's just like, I mean, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And it's like, and then other people just do it. And it's just like, bulldog. Okay. Well, he kicked out at one. Now that, um, the Rock used, used to always do it. That around the world DDT thing. I love that. Somebody brings that. that somebody does that as a finisher. You're you're over with me in my book. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I like when he did it too because he usually did that to set up the people's elbow. Yeah. That or the spine buster. 
which he always had. Oh, I love the people's elbow was so ludicrous, but I still love it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those that if you think about it too hard, I'm like, yeah, that was never going to happen because why is this guy laying here that long? Mm -hmm. But I still love it. I don't care. It's not like it wasn't his finisher. So whatever. Right. And honestly, I mean, shoot, we can go all day with like ridiculous moves that were signatures or finishers that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I was like, I can go all day with that. The tombstone? Really? You pick the guy up and flip him upside down into a vertical 69 and drop him on his head? Really? <laughs> Sorry. My favorite of all time has to be probably Dusty Rose's uh, bionic elbow. <laughs> yeah. the bionic elbow. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know how he got that over. Well, I mean, because it was Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes could have just flicked him in the forehead and the guy would went flying. <laughs> it's jive, babies. I'm going to get this elbow over, baby. I'm just going to, I'm just going to flay my arms and I'm just going to drop his elbow right on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hey. part was, but, <laughs> oh, but yeah, we can go all day on just moves that are just the mandible claw. Okay, you shove your fingers in the guy's mouth. Bite his finger off. Oh, yeah, that one I feel like got more devastating when uh, Mankind would pull Mr. Sakura out of his tights. I mean, like, hey, look what's in here. It's ah, You know what's next? I mean, it was better when we had this version of Mankind and he had the leather thing on his fingers. You know, you, you couldn't eat his fingers off. But when he really? lost that thing, just eat, bite his finger. Just go all Gollum on his finger and bite it off. That's a nerd <laughs> reference right there. Ah. There you go. But I don't think it's going to take two geniuses to figure out what our grades are for this match. I'm going to assume you and me both gave this an A. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I was going absolutely. To... Yeah, and again, folks, we don't talk about these beforehand at all. Mm-mm. If we if we communicate outside of this podcast, it's usually when are we doing this podcast or how's life? It's never, did you see this? Did you watch that? What would you think of that? That's what we're here for. This is why this is not, this is not scripted. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Raw. Now modern days is scripted. This isn't, this is just a conversation between two, but two bros, two wrestling fed up wrestling fans. So, yeah, so I was just guessing. I didn't know what he gave it, but sometimes when you talk about it, it's not like that was the greatest thing ever. Loved every part of it. I gave it I did, that. That was an F. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, but but yeah, this was Lawler and Jake the Snake. I'm I'm assuming this is probably the end of it now, but I like it. Lawler mm-hmm. got his comeuppance, and Jake turned out to be a for somewhat first time ever brilliant oh yeah i was like it definitely worked out and honestly yeah i mean and of course you know you think about it like you know even since we started this podcast it seems like almost almost every single time lawler has a microphone either in his hand or he has the headset on at the announce table he's bringing up jake jake the snake <laughs> so mm-hmm. in a way it's like it's it it was this really brilliantly put together to see him get his comeuppance yeah it it was was just wonderful just perfect i'm looking you know at this card and then 
that we'll talk about that on the next show but yeah that this was this was just wonderful this was classic i mean this i know since lawler's in it's kind of obvious but this is classic 70s memphis wrestling just an angle just a brilliant didn't mm-hmm. i mean one move in the match and we're talking just brilliant just because yeah. of the way it was set up oh, like yeah. we said with finishing moves sometimes bookings the same way simplicity is the mother of all invention there's no need to invent reinvent the wheel every time you have to book something yep exactly right exactly right i mean and, and they they could do an angle like this again and it would still get over because what do we say at the top of the podcast Everything old is new again. True that. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, right now, let's let's fantasy book AEW for a second. They've got Adam Hangman Page, who comes out as a drunk all the time. Hello, Tony Khan, calling you. Do this. Do this. I'm just saying, if you want to book something, have Omega say, "All right, non-title match, you and me. We're X tag team partners. You beat me here, then I'll give you a title shot." And he comes out just sloshed as can be with his cup in his hand. Omega's like, okay, I got this. I mean, you could do the exact same thing. No one's going to remember this from 1996 random episode of Raw unless they're listening to us, which they all should be. But anywho, so he comes out, you know, Tony Khan himself can play the, you know, the person come out. No, no, you can't wrestle drunk. And Omega's over there cheering to the crowd. I'm the greatest ever. I'm the greatest self-trained idiot ever. La, la, la. And Hangman's going. And ding, 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 he hits that buckshot lariat out of nowhere. Bam. One, two, three, beats Omega's like, see at the pay-per-view, douchebag. Bam. That would be over like gangbusters. Oh, yeah, hands down. But no, what they'll end up doing is having them just do a 30-minute competitive match and something, six run-ins and... The young bucks will have to get involved with super kick, super kick, super kick, super kick, whatever. But anyway, this I like the super kicks. Huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Again, that's another one. A finisher that's just turned into a, some kind of transition move. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's yeah. it's a straight up powerful kick to the chin. One count. No pin. Yeah. Or they'll sit or there and kick a guy right and he just, up. or he'll, yeah, or not even fall, not even take a bump. He'll stand there and kick somebody and like just walk, uh, uh, like a punching dummy. <laughs> but I mean, that's, and then they named their little group the Super Click. I don't know, man. What do you expect <laughs> from, what do you expect from 30 year old, 14 year olds? hey i resemble that remark yeah me too (laughs) so i was like well after that um get a replay of the whole double j thing next we talked about it we're on like i just went on by i fast forward through it i'm not gonna lie i actually i don't even think i paid attention to it i was like oh that was cool i guess um anyway after that we talked about this guy earlier we get uh, our uh, good friend, the uh, Connecticut Blue Blood, Hunter Hurst Hemsler, taking on Freddie Joe Floyd. 
Now, first things first, I want to say that I think it's hilarious that Trips handcuffed this woman to the turnbuckle so that Perfect couldn't walk away with her. <laughs> that was absolutely entertaining to me. Um, this match, believe it or not, wasn't really too bad. Um, you know, our uh, Freddie Joe got some pretty good offense in. No, I don't want to say pretty good. He got some offense in. He, he did um, get a little in. I was kind of happy he about got a that. In. And I was like, I'm glad it wasn't a complete, like, you just go out here and just pretty much just lay on the mat. Like, Hunter will take care of the rest. Um, but yeah, I mean, we get a little bit, you know, we get a little bit of a competitive match going here. And this is another match I think that was booked pretty well. Uh, Agreed. You know, half, about halfway through, here comes none other than Mr. Perfect. And, you know, he comes waltzing out to the <laughs> And, like, you know, these guys are still having this match. He walks over to the valet, starts chatting it up with her. <laughs> looks, he's like, oh, you're handcuffed. Hold on, I got something for that. <laughs> Unlocks the handcuffs. And I guess, I think, yeah, he picked it up from a security guard at ringside. Yeah, they was, showed they showed the replay after that. That was perfect. No pun it. We can start. <laughs> So, you know, he does this thing there. Um, Hunter hits, or Triple H Hunter, whatever, hits the pedigree, and Freddie Joe kicks out. Well, he didn't really kick out, but... He just didn't Hunter pin him. like, hold on, I'm going to get off of here. And for some reason decided to go after Perfect. <laughs> and he walks up to him, hey, bud, what do you think you're doing? Gets clocked and gets counted out. Oh, and Trips took a bump on the concrete like hard yes, from that punch. He did. Yeah, I mean, props <laughs> to him for that. I'm, I mean, that was you ain't getting me to take that flat back bump on that concrete. Mm-mm. I mean, that was great though. He was, it was like perfect. It was like kind of like, oh, hold on, baby. Wow. Yeah, because it wasn't like he punched him. You know, he went down in a heap. He freaking took like a clothesline bump, <laughs> like just bam. Oh yeah, and he just. Right but against that concrete. But it sold that punch like a million bucks. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And I will say that part of it was a little silly to me, but not silly to a point where I'm like, okay, why did they do that? Like, I think it, it I look at it as, you know, for trips, it kind of got to a point where it's like, dude, you really need to quit taking my ballets from me. Like, what are you doing? And he just had enough. Bam. Jaw jacked him a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I wrote that you didn't even talk about was Triple H's ring attire when he came down. He looked like the, he was cosplaying the guy from The Greatest Showman. See, I was thinking an interview with a vampire. Oh, I mean, he's got that big, long red coat with tails. I was waiting for him to saw his valet in half. <laughs> or here comes some elephants to walking on a ball. I don't know. But I mean, you pretty much covered all this. I was, I wrote down, Freddie Joe wins. Go, Tracy Smothers. Woo! Let's push him <laughs> to the moon now. He got a win by count out. I'm so happy. That's where we are with Freddie Joe or with Tracy Smothers and WWF. I am excited because he won by count out. Um, it seems a little weird to see Triple H still doing the old school pedigree where he doesn't let go of the arms. I like that version better and never understood why they took it away. 
as long as he does it properly, which he always seemed to do, except for one job guy broke his neck because the guy didn't know how to do it. I don't know if this is before or after that, after this, but have you ever seen that video? Oh, yeah, I have seen that video. Where the guy tries to take it like a pile driver or something, and he just does it like vertical. The guy goes completely like perpendicular to the mat, and he spikes him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't yeah. trips. That was talking to the job guy in the back. Yeah, take this move. Oh, yeah, sure. Do. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's real bad. But anywho, um, other than this, this was entertaining. I'm kind of wishing that Trips versus Mr. Perfect would be on the pay-per-view instead of just Raw next week. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. Nothing to do about it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go back and with my time machine, me and Doc Brown going back to rebook 96. <laughs> Actually, if I'm rebooking WWF in 96, that's going to be about the last thing I'm going to fool with is Trips versus Mr. Perfect on the pay-per-view or Raw. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, hey, you know those guys hauling Nash? Throw more money at them. Yes. Because, well, actually, I mean, that's not going to fix the problem either. They're just going to find somebody else to do it. Because much. all that, nah, I don't know. That whole situation, I mean, it's that's a whole different conversation we could have for about another three hours. <laughs> we could have our, like, Marvel has what if. We could have 96 what ifs. Shoot, I was like, we could have what ifs throughout the history of professional wrestling, if you think about it. Ooh, there's there's our second podcast. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, but this was good. It good angle. I'm looking forward to this match next week, mainly, mainly because I want to see Perfect come back. Second, because I think these two could have a good match because Trips is already a good worker here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But oh, this, yeah. is, this isn't the last we'll see of these two before next week. <laughs> um, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was a good match between the two when they were in the ring. I mean, Tracy Smothers was a classic all-time Southern worker and. Hunter or Triple H could always, always go. Even when he was terrorizing. <laughs> Good God. I mean, there's another top 10 list of worst names in wrestling. Terrorizing, Chili McFreeze. That. Well, that's the name they wanted to give Stone Cold before he, he came up with Stone Cold. And thank God, I think he was, I think he's told the story. He was eating dinner one night and his wife goes, your meal's stone cold. Ooh, that's cool. Stone cold Steve Austin. Bam. We have stone cold Steve Austin. No, Vince's creative services wanted to go with Chili McFreeze. Would you have wore a McFreeze 316 shirt? No. No. <laughs> Nobody else would have either. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Back to this. Um, pretty Joe Floyd, good lord. <laughs> oh, but Tracy wins by count out. I'm excited. I gave this an A. This one, uh, I was like, yeah, like I said, this, like I said earlier, this is one I think was booked well, it was booked really well. Um, and with the finish, you know, 
you're kind of hyping up this match between Perfect and Triple H next week on Raw. Um, you're not making Trips look super weak because he lost by a count out. Uh, while Freddie Joe Floyd isn't necessarily the victor by pinfall or submission or whatever, he won the match by a count out. So, I mean, he's doing his thing. He won by circumstance. Um, he's being a jobber. Yeah, exactly. You know, doing jobber things, not winning by pinfall. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I said, it was just top to bottom good. I enjoyed this match. I also gave it an A. Ooh, so we're pretty much neck and neck. We've given the exact same grades for everything, haven't we? Oh, yeah. So far, yeah. All right, well. Next, we get sunny days, making the tag teams go away. I'm not even close to on that tune, so I <laughs> don't have to worry about that cease and desist letter from Sesame Street. Ah, Big bird to your house. So Sunny introduces her new poster, which is hanging up, and she it comes down. And I'm like, okay. And told we're going to get Sunny on commentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so we're going to get Sonny on commentary for the next match. And this poster is... <whistles> Whew. Yes, sir. Sonny was hotter than a $2 pistol. Woo! <sighs> Absolutely. And then you see her in 2021, and this is realized, don't do drugs, folks. Crank is bad. Very bad. Very bad. Anywho, we all then we move on to we get a vignette from the graveyard. It's Paul Bear and Mankind. I can almost do a Paul Bear impersonation. Not really, can't do it at all. For the buried alive match. And this one's just was this the exact same one from last week or Oh, this one's a different one. Thought it was, I thought so, but it was still, I mean, the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Paul Bear being spooky and mankind being mankind. what? Yeah, just <laughs> all over the place. And I noticed Mick's gonna have to start pulling his hair out from a different spot because he's got a pretty good bald spot on the front. Oh, yeah, there. I noticed that. It was <laughs> I was like, dang, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe glue some fake hair that he can rip out now. I don't know. But uh so I'm looking forward to the Buried Alive match because I think it's going to be better than the Boiler Room match because I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the ring and they have to move beside the ring to bury him. So yeah. hopefully it's better. Can't be any worse. Ah, yeah. So, but this was all good. Sonny on commentary for the next match. Paul Bear, Mankind. Well, I'm good with it. Oh, yeah. Hey, we'll take it, man. It was like, it no, no gripes from me. Um, did you see uh, where I think they had Austin in the back and he had sent a message out to uh, the hitman? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Bret Hart's coming back month, next Monday. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he's really, really been calling out Bret Hart the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 
I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just spoil things. This is leading to one of my, I'm trying to think, probably my second favorite match of all time. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is one, <clears throat> if you're a fan, really, of either man, um, which, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Steve Austin fan. I'm a Bret Hart fan, too. Bret Hart, probably, WWF. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Oh my god, yes. Nobody um, like WWCW or WW WCW Brett. No. I mean, I mean it, wait, at wait. that point, I mean, you think about it. I mean, he'd been hurt. He was past his prime. Like he was booked horribly. Absolutely horribly. Goldberg tried to kill him. <laughs> Who didn't Goldberg try to kill? Oh he, yeah, but he legit tried. <laughs> like Hey, you ever seen bop em, sop em, bop em, sock em robots? Let's try that with Brett's head. Here's my foot. Oh, look. Oh, yeah. It doesn't gnarly. come off. <sighs> By God, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. Austin calls out Brett. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. We could see Brett for a little over a year. Then, for some reason, I don't know why he goes away for a while. Don't hmm. know. Uh, maybe so. I don't know. I think he go, makes it to Canada. Then no, I think I don't know, it gets lost over there. And I don't know. But when it comes to Brett, this run here is I have a year of if you just look at one person and here's a year of their career. I find it hard to beat this year coming from Bret Hart. Oh by, yeah. By many people. So many. I can think where I thought my head. Three classic, classic, like all-time classic. I'm not just saying that I like them. All-time classic pay-per-view matches from the next year alone from one person mm -hmm. with two different opponents. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> two of them are one of my top – and probably my top ten. One's the number one or number two. I'd have to sit down and write them down. And the other one's solid top ten. Okay. That's fair. That's fair, and I'm pretty sure I know which matches you're talking about. So, yeah, like, I'm very inclined to agree. I just told Arnold the matches. He's going to tell you about them without saying exactly what they are. It's called a teaser. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so at least with the first one that we were discussing, not mm -hmm. the first one. We'll say the first one. Um, in a way, to me, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of felt like, you know how every now and again you'll have those matches where you can kind of tell it's kind of the passing of the torch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a recent example, not really recent, but a recent-ish example I can think of, even though they said once in a lifetime it did it twice. It was stupid. stupid. Um, but in my opinion, kind of see, like John Cena versus The Rock. Yeah, the once in a lifetime example. that happened exactly a year later. Yeah, right? Because that made perfect. <sighs> Why did you do that? That's not once in a lifetime. That's twice. Okay. Anyway, um, but you know, it's, it kind of it gives me that kind of vibe. You know, what I'm saying where it's like, you know, The Rock was the man, and then you got Cena, who at that time was the man at the time. And um, you know, you get matches like that from time to time, and that's how I felt about the first match with. Brett and Stone Cold. That's just my opinion. 
Y'all can flame me on Twitter if you want at AEWR pod. Or you can just um, see if you can guess which match we're talking about. Also on that same Twitter handle. Ooh. Wink, wink. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> but back to an equally good episode, but not elite level. I don't, I don't want to say elite. I hate that word now. Not, not at the greatness level. You know who's not as good as Bret Hart? Who's that? Somebody named the Pug. <laughs> and here's let me tell you exactly how important the Pug it was. I know, I, I know the guy's name. I just couldn't think of it, and I still can't. It's right on the tip of my tongue. He wasn't important enough for me to Google. I don't care. This was the Pug versus Farouk. And they've they've dropped the Al-Assad, thank God. Now if we could just drop the foam helmet and the get-up. But um, Sonny's on commentary, and she said that her and Farouk have split. Boo. But it was amicable, amicable split between the two. I mean, it was always a weird pairing between the two, and it didn't really seem to make any sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Alex Porto, that was the pug, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, it just hit me out of nowhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, but speaking of foam helmet, Menopausal JR calls out the foam helmet here. Love it. <laughs> yeah, that was great. He actually refers to Ron Simmons, not Farouk, being a three-time All-American at Florida State. Um, this was a very quick squash all about the commentary booth here. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no problem with that here because it's a guy named The Pug. Oh, yeah. We knew what time it was. Yeah, this was, my God, let's just get us to the main event that they've all been salivating for. But, yeah, this was this was good. Sonny's, Sonny with a mic, great. JR called out the – I'd hate this whole heel JR, but he did call out the foam helmet, so i got to give him a little bit of credit there. Uh, Farouk hit the Dominator, one, two, three. Bam. This went like three minutes, if that. If that. Four if you count the entrances, <laughs> which I don't even think the pug got one. So <laughs> he was just there. Man, that Dominator, though. Oh. Like, I thought the pug was going to fall through the, through the ring. Like, he hit – Farouk hit that so hard. If he wasn't flat-faced before, he is now. Oh, yeah. So he might have looked like a pug after that match because that was – like, I actually – yeah, I put that in my notes. I was like, geez, Louise, what – was that dominator like uh, then again i mean i guess you don't call it the dominator if you're not gonna literally try to plant your opponent into the mat exactly it was it was stiff i mean no it was safe it was safe i'm not gonna say oh, yeah. about killed the guy but when farouk hit that farouk hit ron simmons farouk whatever version of him you want to see when he hit that by god he hit that and he was getting mm. that move over oh yeah big time and he did it. Ah, oh, oh. but this was a good match. 
made Farouk look strong. It was quick. Sunny on commentary. Can't complain about that. I Let's see if we can go keep our perfect streak alive. I gave this a B plus. I think, nope, I think, I think we failed. All right, let's see. What'd you give it? Okay, I don't want to. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to do you like that. I mean, I make. I don't want to make it sound like oh, I gave it like a D minus. Nah, um, I gave it a B. Ah, like I gave it a B. Like we were close, not quite perfect. Gave it. I gave it a B. Um, personally, for me, like the match was right where it should have been in 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 terms of time. As funny as it sounds, I think it would at least been. Okay, this is going to sound real weird since we're talking about wrestling, but adorable if the pug would at least try to get some offense in. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, at least <laughs> act like you're putting up a fight <laughs> instead of just getting ragdolled around the ring for two minutes. <laughs> I will say that I probably could have given this a B if JR wasn't listening to our podcast and started calling out the foam helmet. True. Don't think about that sentence too hard. Your brain will come to a screeching halt. <laughs> B, B plus. We're right there. That's still, oh, yeah. we're still good. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have no qualms with that. Yep. Period. I don't either. Then we get, we find out that Ahmed Johnson and Farouk are going to be on live wire. Or no, no, sorry. They replayed that Ahmed Johnson and Farouk were on live wire. And did you know that Farouk's getting a new gimmick? Um, no. He's now going to be known as the bus driver because he took Ahmed Johnson to school on a microphone. <laughs> my. Big time. My God, he took that mushed mouth, oversized idiot to school on how to do a promo. Because oh, yeah. it, it was this. And then we got, I'm going to stick my foot so far up your butt. Every time you sneeze, your nose is going to have shoestrings out like a party favor. Going, I mean, that's not what he said. He obviously said something a lot better than that, but <laughs> yeah. that's actually not, that's not too bad of an insult. Though. <clears throat> I'm going to shove my, yeah, I kind of like that one. With the shoestring that you know, yeah. Anywho, yeah, I've said something like that before. It's like, I'm gonna shove my foot, I'm gonna put my foot so far up your hind end that every dream you have is gonna be sponsored by Nike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it really yeah. helps when you're wearing Reeboks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't think about that sentence too hard, folks. Your brain will come to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah so what we have next what was next I believe we got uh you might have already talked about it but i think uh the next segment like they had a segment with uh well no we talked about mankind and paul bear oh I think it was yeah and the yeah. next was taker taker oh here it is i need to turn the page taker and yeah that's right mm-hmm. but it went back to that same uh gravesite that they were at last week there at Hershey. Which I, I realized that's an indoor set they've built. You don't get that good of lighting outdoors. Absolutely or, not. No. Nah. I didn't really look at it last week at all, like to analyze it. 
but also mm-hmm. it was supposed to be you know slightly raining or just rained or something you ever seen it just just rain and absolutely no breeze whatsoever no yeah those leaves weren't <laughs> rustling or moving at all but anyway i mean they spent the money they built the indoor set user whatever why not you know like, i'm not gonna gripe about that and yeah, this this promo was just as cryptic as the one last week. It's kind of like, what what? <laughs> and it was one of those things where, again, it wasn't like a what like WTF kind of what, but it was a what like he might actually try to murder Mick Foley at Buried Alive. <laughs> I mean, when Mister Callaway gets into character. He's Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Hands down. And you talk about paying homage to the lovely lady K Fabe. That is how you do it. Exactly. That exactly. is how you do it. And plus, I mean, we're still talking about a time where, you know, maybe a few people were getting to dirt sheets. Everybody else was like, it's still real to me, damn it. You know what I mean? So yeah, like your stories about that all the time, guys. I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was Cornette actually just said, you know, there were certain, there were some guys who had to carry weapons on them in case people tried to come up on them in public because they were the they were the heels. Um, you know, faces and heels couldn't be caught anywhere near one another on the road. Like, so of course, yeah, I mean, when you're around fans, you're right in a character. It doesn't matter. You could be eating a steak. If somebody walks up on you, oh my God, it's Hulk Hogan. Hey there, brother. Just enjoy my steak, brother. What you going to do, brother, when I put this 8-1 steak sauce on you, brother? You know, whatever. But um, yeah, like, again, (laughs) no complaints with this promo whatsoever. And it just gets me that much more excited for their, was it not unsanctioned? Yeah, Yeah, unsanctioned unsanctioned. buried alive match. (laughs) <laughs> the very first unsanctioned match in WWF history, which I don't believe, I mean, it might be, it might not be, who knows, because it's wrestling. You can just make crap up. Nobody knows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it could be the first match for lollipops, and I, who who knows? There could be seven of them in the 70s. Whatever. Make it up. Like, don't give them any ideas. Oh, God. Lollipop on a pole match. I'm sure Vince, <laughs> stupid Vince Russo probably tried it. The lollipop on a pole, bro. We're we're only about two years away from him, or three years away from him putting everything, including mothers, on a pole, which is on a forklift. But poor Judy Bagwell. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, yeah, this promo was solid, creepy. The whole vibe and from the buried alive thing. I mm-hmm. can't say much more about it. You pretty much covered it. Love it. Love, oh, yeah. it, love it. Love it. Speaking yes, of sir. speaking of things that I loved, it's time for the main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Your WWF heavyweight champion of the world, Sean the Playgirl Michaels. Versus Everybody's favorite King of the Ring winner, Chili McFree. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
Cornette always talked about when he was talking to vids and the company names, he always do the name test. Did it pass what he called the name test? Like if you said WWF heavyweight champion, Shawn Michaels passes the name test. The WWF heavyweight champion, The Undertaker. But there is no way you can say the WWF heavyweight champion, Chili McFreeze. And take any of that seriously. <laughs> Sounds like a creative wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> WWA, WWE 2K22 presents your jobber squad, Chili McFreeze, Fake Razor, Fake Diesel, Aldo Montoya, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Wrestle McWrestleface. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm going to go start a career with Wrestle McWrestleface. (laughs) Long lost bastard son of Mr. Wrestling 2. Oh, yeah. Bastard grandson. Yeah. Grandson. Yeah. (laughs) But back to reality, we get Austin versus McMahon. Not we're 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 away from that. We're way away from that. Yeah, we get Austin versus Shawn Michaels in the main event, and this was everything I'd hoped and dreamed. Yes, everything I'd hoped and dreamed. We start Delightful. out. We get Vader and Corny watching in the back because Vader's scouting Michaels because he's going to beat Sid at Buried Alive. Vader's ready for Survivor Series. Okay, don't look too far ahead. We get a promo from Sid in the back, and this is where I wrote all my notes on Sid, so half of what I wrote I can't talk about. I'll just say he's legitimately crazy. He's, I mean, that's his whole thing. He's, this really takes me off. I had a whole thing written out, and JR goes and has to spoil me. He beat you to the punch like a government mule. Well, yeah, JR, JR's whole thing that he talked about is that Sid was not a you know proficient technical master in the ring he didn't have a big arsenal but he got over because he was legitimately crazy he was who he was supposed to be and he was kind of one-dimensional i mean he was a big guy who had the you know the same kind of match every time but the fans ate it up i mean remember when we talked what was it the last uh was uh SummerSlam. When he had that like five minute inter- entrance to the ring, fans mm-hmm. loved it. They were all over it. They cheered for him the entire time. Oh yeah, he's not. He's never been my personal favorite, but I mean, he is what he is. He was over, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, with Sid, you with Sid, you always knew what you were going to get. I mean, he was what he was, and there's nothing wrong with somebody like that. In certain situations no but then no. there's people who you know are the exact same thing the one-dimensional everything's always the same and even their promos are always kind of the same and can't get it over ahmed johnson but you're going to have both you're going to have two sides of that coin and that's what mm-hmm. jr talked about and that's what i was going to but <laughs> but anyway did you see stone cold come to the ring mm-hmm Jaw jacking with the kid. Oh, that was perfect. 
Oh yeah. Like I am oh, heels. Yeah. I am heel Steve Austin, and he's just bobbing the head you know, right at right at this kid who was could have been more than like twelve. <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's great. It was classic heel heat. I love it. Uh, yeah. Um, but this match was just two people in their prime who knew what they were doing, always worked well together. Mm. And it was just I don't want to use the word flawless. But it was pretty close. I mean, this wasn't your big pay-per-view match that they're going to have eventually down the road, maybe. This was a good, very, very good TV match. Oh, yeah. Nothing too big, nothing too special, but just (sighs) maybe want to see more. Yes. I 100% agree with that. This, um, it's hard to use the word dream match a lot because usually when you use the word dream match, you usually drum up a couple guys who either wrestled years apart or matches. We would have liked to seen when people in their prime taker versus sting. Oh, um, but the, uh, this sorry. one here. Oh, good. Oh, I don't know. That's the one that everybody's like taker versus sting. And I never got it. Never understood why everybody wanted to see Taker versus Sting, but that's just me. Understandable. I was like, but yeah, this one here, um, this was a dream match, and we got it on Raw for free. On Raw, exactly. This was free television, minus what your cable bill was, and. We got this. I mean, yeah, it wasn't on a pay per view, and even for that, for what this was, and I loved it. It, I would have loved it to have been longer, but you know what? I'm very grateful for what I got. Um, it was a nice taste. It left a nice taste in your mouth at the end of the at the end of the show. If you're just like, wow, this, this is great. This was beautiful. And, and you could tell watching the match that these guys work really well together. Mm-hmm. You could tell they work really well together. And that, to me, just made it that much better. Because, I mean, these guys are very, very good wrestlers. Neither are what you would call like I wouldn't call them necessarily like technical technicians necessarily, but they're both amazing, for lack of a better word, entertainers. Of course, you know, Shawn Michaels is the man at the point at this point. Yeah, so until Monday. <laughs> and um yeah, but uh, there is um... – hold on, sorry. I, I put it in my notes, and I don't remember. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's funny watching it, going back and watching this match now, like knowing <clears throat> what Shawn Michaels was to the new generation era of WWE, WWF, whatever, and what F- Austin will become during the Attitude Era. And it's like, we're looking at 
titans right now. Like these are made men, so to speak. And other analogies. Right. And all kinds of other movie (laughs) references. Like we don't see it with Austin yet because he's still on his way up to the moon right now. Michaels is somewhere out in deep space at this point in terms of a push. So it's like, whatever, dude, you're the champion. You're at the top of the mountain. You're doing everything you can. Just make the company look good. You got Austin is like, yeah, you're the heel, but you're awesome. You're over. You're king of the ring. Like, go on, dude. Like, go on up there. You'll get your shot at this title soon. And that's all I got because I could go on forever about this. And this was just a raw match. I agree with everything you just said. (laughs) I've got nothing to argue or even pretty much add other than, yeah. (laughs) But they go back and forth for a while. And here comes Vader. Uh, Because, of course. And this is one of those where I'm not going to complain about, like, everybody getting involved. Stick on a thumbtack. Ow. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Stuck on my foot. Anywho. Hmm. I'm not going to, this is not what I'm going to complain about being like everybody coming down overbooked because this was done at a nice pace. The way everybody came out, almost everybody, there was two people that came out that had no reason to be there, but, and by be there, I mean in the company at this point, but who are on TV, <laughs> Vader comes down, he gets Sean or he blasts Sean. So Sean wins by DQ technically. Well, here comes Savio Vega to attack Stone Cold because apparently this is still a thing going on between them two. Vega eats a stunner. <laughs> He's gone. I mean, he was <laughs> rolls out. Yeah, he was he was there for like 30 seconds, grabbed got the stunner, which I still we're not, we haven't got the kick yet. He just still just grabbing him. We'll get the kick later. Sid comes down, Vader powders, and here's where it gets crap. Here comes quote unquote Razor and Diesel. And they just watch Sid and Shawn Michaels scream at each other, think they're going to get into it. I think one of them accidentally hit the other one, blah, blah, blah. I don't know exactly what was going on here. Sid and Shawn Michaels are there. Stone Cold and Vader on the outside. Ramon or Diesel, quote unquote, leave, do nothing. And that was pretty much the end of the show. It sounds like not a lot, but the way it was paced of when they came in and how they came in, it was nice. It was real nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, if you look up the word teaser in the dictionary, you'll probably see this match. Or if you want to see how to book a go home episode. This episode right here, folks. Mm-hmm. And this was yes. the icing. If you build a cake from the bottom up, this was the icing. Perfect. Just for it to get buried alive on the in your house. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I had to. This, I mean, this made me really excited for in your house this weekend or this oh, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, as soon as it went off, I started watching it. <laughs> like, I'm really that excited. <laughs> That didn't last long, but because Vince was on commentary, just like they said he would be. <laughs> Don't know why I 
whispering, but it may be angry. But yeah, this Austin versus Sean was just mm, the great match. Then the way to set up buried alive between everybody here. Beautiful. Absolutely mm-hmm. stinking beautiful. Loved it oh, all. Oh, yeah. Enjoyed every bit of that. And like you said, I mean, the ending was not, while it may have felt like it, was not overbooked. Now, we don't know why the fake Razor and fake Diesel were up there. But outside of that, I mean, we're getting, yeah, Sid comes out. Vader's out there. Savio Vega comes out and gets stunner real quick um it was funny watching uh sid and sean go back and forth it's like oh you hit me no i didn't hit you he hit you but he made me hit you no you didn't you didn't it's kind of a who's on first kind of deal yeah and sean's neck probably had a cramp from looking that far up for that long right and what cracked me up about that though is i don't know if austin was late or sid is just that well, it's Sid. So that could be a thing too. But you can kind of, if you like, if you look close enough, folks, if you're watching this, you probably notice it too. You can see, you start to see Sid after maybe about a minute or so, kind of look over Sean and like look around and like, I guess, look for Austin so he can like move or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like, dude, like, just let it happen. Like, it'll happen. It'll happen. Yep. Like I get it if you kind of want to glance, but Sid was like moving his whole head. <laughs> so mm-hmm. kind of it's like we know something's about to happen. And yeah. um foreshadowing much. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Ooh, will they? Will they? Will they won't they? Um, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and guess again. I'm pretty sure we both got A's for, written down for this one. Hold on, I gotta oh. erase this F real quick. Oh god. Of course it was an A. Come on now. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, this was just wonderful. We can't, I can't. This whole episode was my lowest grade for this whole episode was a B plus. I said mine was a B. Yeah. That's saying something for Raw. <laughs> this is 1996 Raw, folks, and our lowest grade was B and B+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That's More. saying something, and yeah, like you said, go-home show, this is a go-home show. Yeah. Yeah, this is a go-home and buy the pay-per-view. This exactly. is, I just watched that. I'm like, we always talk about, do we, we always say, we always have this conversation when the pay-per-view comes up. Are you asking, you got $40 from Mommy, you getting this one? You darn tootin' yeah. I am. Yeah. I've already, <laughs> am I getting it? I've already, I've watched this like the, this went off at what would it be? 901 or 1001? 1001. Yeah, 1001. This went off at 10 o'clock. At 1001, I'm on the phone with Mr. Paper. You're going, yeah, give me that. I'll take a lot of that on this Sunday. Go ahead and pre-order that bad boy. Mm-hmm. You can beam that, that right to my house. Get some yep. pizza, grab some drinks. Like, hey guys, watching in your house, buried alive. Mm-hmm. Pepsi, because we were like fourteen at the point, but <laughs> thirteen, yeah. So, but still, or Coke, whatever your thing is. I was thirteen. Yeah. You would have been. I wasn't nine. 
eight. Yeah, we're not outing ourselves for ages. Super young. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. Really old. <laughs> How old are you? Well, I remember when McDonald's had Nintendo 64s in the lobby. Ah, oh, I remember that too. Yeah, that's how old I am. Oh, yeah, that's great. You see 19 on my license. Like, yeah, you're old enough to drink. <laughs> sitting there eating, sitting there eating a um, Happy Meal and playing some Super Mario 64. Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Went to the that. went to the store the other day and I was buying some alcoholic beverages and I was getting my. Well, I, she asked me for my ID. I opened up. She saw my Blockbuster card and said, no, that'll be good. Yeah, I still have a Blockbuster card in my wallet. Why? I have no idea. And not only is it a Blockbuster card, it's an employee card. Oh, my. Because I used to work there in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about boring jobs is 2010. Yeah, 2010. 2011. 2011. Working at a blockbuster when Netflix is already a thing. And streaming. Yeah. I mean that streaming was yeah, it wasn't fully on yet. It wasn't like it is now, but ten mm-hmm. years ago, working at a blockbuster. If it's not Friday night, I mean this was middle of nowhere Indiana too, so yeah, it was boring. But anywho, how do we get on Blockbuster? <laughs> this show was a blockbuster, I'll say that. There we I mean, go. I think I've already said that nothing got lower than a B plus, and I think my grade overall grade for this is going to be pretty obvious. This gets an A, absolute perfection of a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was I can't. I mean, if I'm nitpicking, the real Double J replay, which I didn't watch because it was from last week. That's the only questionable thing, and it's not even that bad of a thing, really. No. I mean, they're trying to bury somebody that won the other company, but whatever. It's not, I mean, it's not good compared to everything here. Vader, perfect. Lawler, trips and perfect with Freddie Joe Floyd getting a win. Sonny and Farouk and a squash. Austin versus McMichael or McMichael. No, not McMichael. There's your nightmare match instead of dream match. <laughs> but yeah, this is solid. Just how you write a raw, especially oh, go yeah. home. Top to bottom. A for me, dog. So, yeah, top to bottom. This show all around. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just hands down, just this is how you do it. This is how we do it. Exactly how you do it. Sorry. And yeah, like I said, and you know, I I agree with you, man. Like this is like the things that I kind of like. Well, did you see this or when this happened? Like none of it was enough for me to be like, well, that just ruined the entire match. Like it was spot on. Like I probably would have been glued to Raw like the entire hour, and that's just my opinion. And um. I feel like that should be a dead giveaway for my grade as well. Uh, I mean, the show overall definitely got an A for me. The the, the, the hot ending and the squashes made sense. And I'm ready for Barity Live. Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. I'm going to finish it here since we're probably soon as we're done. <laughs> so, I mean, we were off by like half a grade and we were pretty much the same on everything. Same overall. Yeah, this was this was an episode to remember. Mm-hmm. This is do more of this and less of what Nitro is going to be doing this this night. Yes. Yeah, you can hear Nitro review later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and um, I know we've talked about it with our Nitro reviews the last couple of weeks. How'd this show end? A match. And post-match shenanigans. How's yep. Nitro been ending the last couple of weeks? Somebody standing there talking. Mm-hmm. They really need to stop doing that. Spoiler alert, it happens this week too, and it brought the whole... Spoiler alert for Nitro. Nitro Nitro was a tale of two shows. The first hour, they don't care. They're not opposed. Second hour, they actually try. But... It just that second half of somebody standing in the ring just yapping is boring. Mm-hmm. Raw ends with a match that everybody wanted to see. Even I think even in '96 was like, oh, this is gonna be a good match. Oh Austin's, yeah, Austin's getting hot. He's getting good crowd reactions. But wishing one hand crap and the other and see which one fills up first. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, as we said earlier, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AEWR Pod. You can reach us out on Gmail at AEWR316 at gmail.com. Uh, any final thoughts on this show, Arnold? Can we just get this all the time? Oh. Like, I'd be okay with that. Like, if I mean, I don't care if the next few Rawls have Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold as the main event. Just make them progressively longer and then have it come to a head at like WrestleMania. That'd be awesome. Think of this too. (laughs) We're also only a month away from a certain person named Flex Cavana debuting. I mean, he won't be Mm -hmm. debuting as Flex Cavana, but looking forward to that. Of course, we're going to hate him, hate the whole thing for a while but he'll get there he'll get there a lot of people wishing on his death oh die 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 Mm. go home heat and he turns it around but you'll have to figure out who we're talking about later can i do that sure okay okay (laughs) you guys don't know what we're talking about but oh well anywho well all righty then well that's been raw for today absolutely has and ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you guys joining us on this ride and uh now we gotta wake up dream match is over hate to say it all right hold on stop Uh, before you outro there that just brings up my mind you have a genie grant you one wish a wrestling genie Oh, good God, there's going to be a wrestling genie if somebody hears this. You get one dream match throughout history to put together to see what's the one dream match you put together. Ooh. 
Okay. Oh, goodness. I had it. Oh, no, I still have it. Picture it. Sicily, 1939. Oh. WrestleMania 15. Your WWF champion, Brian Pillman, versus the number one contender in the challenger, his former tag team partner, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ooh, and I'm assuming this dream match, there's no wreck for Pillman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is a dream match. Wish okay. Genie or Wrestling Genie. Wish Genie. I would have loved to have seen that. That that's good. You talk about you talk about probably what could have been an absolute, well, to quote JR, a barn burner. Oh those guys could have tore the house down with a mic with a match. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and that and really I feel good. like the lead up to that would have would have rivaled the lead up to the main event of WrestleMania 17 between the rock and stone cold. Cause that was still to this day, that is still one of my favorite buildups to a WrestleMania main event. Okay. Follow-up question here. We've got Austin versus Pillman. Which one do you have as the face? Which one do you have as the heel? Ooh, see now that's a tough one. Well, dang, that's a good question. Well, okay, if you think about what's going on at the time, if you think about what's going on at the time, because, I mean, this is about the time that, you know, you got Vinnie Mac is Mr. McMahon, or unless you're Gerald Briscoe, then is Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon. <laughs> you know, he's already got the Kiss My Bum Club going on. Pillman's your champion. So, and I say in this case, and I think he could play the part. Pillman could be the corporate guy. So it's like I would put honestly, I would make Pillman the heel. That's and exactly Austin, you know, was already doing a stu- stick it to the boss and all that with, with McMahon. Oh my, oh my. Oh, that's ah. exactly how I was booking it in my head as you were as I was asking the question. I'm like, well, if he goes any other direction, I'm gonna say this. This is exactly what I was gonna say. Perfect. Yes. That would be oh my goodness, man. The storytelling in that that could have been like an hour-long match, and I would have just been like, that's it. <laughs> like you could have had them be friends and on some pay-per-view had them go for the tag title and right as they go to win it pillman just like clocks him walks out with mcmahon shows up the next night on raw <sighs> Love it. oh man you talk about some atomic heat or you get the whole baby face baby face they're friends but pillman earns a title let's say pillman won the rumble pillman won the rumble and back then, there's only one title to go for. So you win the Rumble, you get that shot. We show up at WrestleMania. Well, no, your match. Okay, well, we still got your match. Mm-hmm. At WrestleMania, Pillman versus Austin. But the match ends with Pillman turning his back on Austin. McMahon clocks him with a chair or throws in the chair to Pillman like Austin did, the, like Austin did with McMahon to Rock. Mm-hmm. And everybody hated it. Yes but we'll hate Pillman for a new reason. It's not because we didn't want to see it. It's because we didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected Austin either, but nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted that heel mm-hmm. turn. What's there? But I like it. I like what you, I like the way you're going with that. That Pillman oh, yeah. versus all. That's it. That'd be a good match. All right. So I'm going to answer my own question. One dream match throughout history. And I've always said I'm a tag team guy. 
So mine's going to be a tie. Here's the part, though. I'm, def- I'm going to pick my, my, my two favorite tag teams, or my favorite tag team of today, FTR. And I'm trying to figure out whether I want them to face the Midnight Express mm. or Arn and Tolly. Ooh. See, yeah. Arn and they pretty much are the modern day Arn and Tolly. Yes. I mean, that, that's you. So that's I think, a, yeah. Okay. And if I pick Midnight, which version? Bobby and Stan or Bobby and Dennis? This is insane. This is hard to pick. I said, like, yeah, that's mind-boggling right there. Mm. I might have to think of this and come back next week. I think I want to come back on next week. It's, I think it's going to be FTR versus the Midnight, but which version? I mean, they just they both did. They both were great, but they both worked completely different styles. Yep. I don't yep. know. All right, somebody, let me know which version of the Midnight do you think FTR should face in my hypothetical dream match and what do you guys think of arnold's pillman versus alston match give us your own or give us your own yeah, yeah. give us some uh, some dream matches that you would i mean it doesn't matter you Ash- know i mean it's, it's a genie so you know throw everything else aside doesn't matter living or dead hashtag dream match hashtag dream match shout it out what is your all-time wrestling dream match maybe it's me versus arnold in a cage match and an nwa cage match not that crap wwf well we just the first person to get out <laughs> oh no i can't i can't do my macho man promo if we do it like that that, that the whole getting out of the cage was stupid the whole point of the cage was to keep you in never never understood wwf <laughs> the first person to escape the cage no, it's a reason to keep you in there to let you beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. You got some chicken heel that keeps running away. Well, guess what? Ain't running away now, sucker. I guess I could still, I guess, you know, it's like Arnold versus Drew. Yeah. In the cage. And George the Animal Steel on the outside. This is going to play a factor in this match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love Macho Man. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> I, no, who, who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? He gives us all-time classics like the great Macho Man in the Skyline. Coffee in the big time. I love that. Uh, <laughs> our, my favorite brother, the cream of the crop. He kept pulling out the little... <laughs> yeah, the cream of the crop. The cream always rises to the top, brother. <laughs> I need that shirt. I'm pretty sure I've seen a shirt that's had that on it. The cream of the crop. I need that shirt. I saw it was on Twitter, Instagram, somewhere where a guy did a mural of that in his house. Like it was captioned, like wife said, I could paint room whatever I wanted. And he has like this beautiful purple and yellow mural of just Macho Man doing the the cream always rises to the top, brother. I can't do I Macho Man it. like you can, but still. Oh, it was it was wonderful. I love it. And once again, folks, yeah, hashtag dream match. Drop us some. You know, if we like them, we'll retweet them. If we don't, we might retweet them anyway, because why not? It's your dream match. And of course, again, AEWR pod on Twitter, y'all. Get us there. <clears throat> anyway, I've been Arnold. And he, of course, has been the man, the big Drewski. We heading out of here, folks. We are staring up at the lights. One, two, 
week. Peace.